0: Well, TJ, it feels like a broken record. I know we're only seven games in, but the Lions are one and six, and we're talking about putting halves together. It was a great half for the Lions offensively in the first half. Second half, they couldn't manage anything. I know they only had three possessions. But your, your initial takeaway from what you saw on the field this past weekend against Miami?
1: Uh, just close isn't good enough. You know, not anymore. I mean, I think they've been – last year was encouraging. Yeah, they're playing close games, man. The guys are competing. Yeah. Um, This year, playing close games and still having the same issues. Still having very uh, normally reliable, dependable players for you making, uh, you know, silly mistakes at really, really costly times. Um, Offense was much better in the first half. You know, Jared Goff, to me, looked much more comfortable in the pocket. I think they made a big emphasis on it uh, throughout the week. Last week, we heard not only from Goff, but – also, Coach Campbell just kind of talking about his uh, his pocket awareness and footwork and all those things. And I thought yesterday he took a big step, and you could tell um, the passing game was on fire. I think, gosh, over 250 passing yards in the first half alone. You know that was a that was an encouraging sight. Um, obviously, having some weapons back, Swift and Amon Ross, Saint Brown, helped that offense, gave him a spark. Um, second half, you know, different story. I know they only had the ball three times, but you know, that first drive, you know, they, they, they started moving the ball a little bit. I think they picked up a first down on the ground. Um, You know, you're, you're looking at first and 10, false start. You're looking at first and 15 holding. The first and 25, false start. I mean, first and 30, I don't know many teams that are going to convert those. Um, no. You know, so that first possession was obviously empty. You know, Miami goes down, scores another touchdown. You get the ball. Hey, great, first down. You know, six-yard pass, four-yard run, first and 10. Uh, false start first and for first and 15 you know then second and 12 third and nine sack um, series over you know and that's really I mean that's one play you talk about you know third and nine being able to um, execute you know keep a drive going at least go get down and get points on the board and you know they didn't touch a touch the ball again till that last drive where they were moving the ball a little bit you know fourth and one and we talked about the play call. I mean, I think we're both on on the same page where weren't a lot of options. I no. think uh, St. Brown, Hawkinson, you know, it looked like Swift. It didn't look like there was anywhere to go. You get a perfect matchup on the outside, one-on-one matchup. And Reynolds had a chance at that ball. Yeah, and know you it win the matchup. And you it win there. Yeah, and I know it wasn't the best throw, but you still had a chance to make that play. And they didn't make it, so it was disappointing it was i mean like you said man it's starting to feel like deja vu broken record whatever you want to call it that just every week you know outside of the new england game really you know this team's been close you just can't find a way to get over that hump and i don't know what it is i mean it's literally one play or two plays a game you know you go back to minnesota one play goes your way probably win you know seattle you probably say the same thing Um, certainly against dallas you know, talking about fumbling at the one-yard line. You know, if that goes your way, maybe we're having a different conversation. I know there was obviously a lot of time left um, this week. You know, convert that fourth and one. Maybe we're having a different conversation. Um, so they, are, they do feel close to me, but uh, close isn't good enough anymore. And I think the players will tell you that. I think the coaches will tell you that. And, you know, defensively, I mean, just call it what it is. They didn't have the talent to compete no. with Miami yesterday. They didn't have the talent on the back end uh, to keep up with those two speedy wide receivers. They didn't have the talent, at least it didn't show up yesterday, uh, of getting any pressure on the quarterback. Um, you know, they they just, they, they're just really lacking some playmakers on that defensive side of the ball. And too much up and down, I think, throughout this, this season with this defense, uh, specifically. You saw... First four games were atrocious. Come back, okay, New England better. Uh, Dallas, I thought they were good. Thought they were really good. And then obviously yesterday, you kind of fall back to some of those same mistakes that we saw throughout the first four weeks. So is there anything? Just it feels like they're close, John. But at the same time, it feels like they're not. It still 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 feels like they're quite quite a far way away.
0: Is there anything other than the lack of? talent that they could have done differently against uh Tarek hill and jalen waddle and, and gaseki the tight end i'm like it's it's one thing if you're facing up against an opponent where you can double a a guy like Tarek hill but if you double him
1: you're gonna be single
0: coverage somewhere else
1: right and you know I think the gosh you hear coach talk yesterday after the game and he was frustrated he's like man we had a plan For our DBs, we had a plan on how we wanted to play these receivers. We wanted to be up on the line. We wanted to be physical. We wanted to at least get our hands on them a little bit, not just give them free releases and let them sprint down the field. And it sounds like the DBs just completely ignored that, you know. (laughs) I know, look, Miami leads the league in pre-snap motion. I mean, those guys are always on the move. So that, that does make it tougher for a DB to get up on the line and, you know, play physical football when you see so much motion. They're trying to figure out man, zone, whatever it is, aligning up guys inside, out, whatever. You know, teams do a creative – they have a creative way of, you know, getting their wide receivers off the ball. But, uh, no, I mean, I just think yesterday, I mean, it just – it was guys getting beat. I mean, it was guys getting beat badly too, you know, and I think that – uh, their linebacking core was was exposed when it came to the passing game. I know you've got a tough job on that linebacker job, and when it's yeah. when it, you talk about all those play action passes, you obviously want to stop the run. Uh, you talk about the RPOs. You obviously have two responsibilities. You know, you got to play run first. You know, try to read it. Try to read the quarterback's what a body language, and maybe try to get back in your zone. Uh, there were just too many times where they were a step behind, and yeah. in some cases four five six steps behind um and and really i think it came down to third downs i mean the third downs were just abysmal they were atrocious you know at one point i think miami was seven of nine on third down and all but one of them were uh less than six yards so you're talking you know how many did third and eights did we see how many third and twelves did we see you know coaches declining a couple penalties to third and 13 instead of second and 20 and you can't get a stop, you know. That, to me, it was just we saw the pass rush take a step back, and we just saw that they don't have the horses on the back end to keep up with speedy receivers.
0: Uh, TJ, the, I think one of the other things that's frustrating is that there's opportunity there. And when the Lions got the ball back with it, just ahead of the two-minute warning in the first half, two oh six, they run a play, they run it down to the two-minute warning, they're um, – and they 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 do a great job of managing the clock, saving their timeouts. They run it all the way down to you know six seconds, and the entire time, basically when they got inside the red zone, Miami had their you know defensive backs heels on the goal line, like ex- exactly what you would think. You know you don't, they don't want anything to get past them, but they're going to keep everything in front of them so they don't score a touchdown. And then there's six seconds left. They're on, what, the eight-yard line, and they run a play. And just like Minnesota last year, you're you're trying to think, how could they possibly get anybody open in the end zone? Josh Reynolds finds uh, an opening. He sits down. Jared Goff throws a ball. It's on the money, and it goes through Josh Reynolds' hands. Just like we talked about that fourth and, and one. I actually thought it was fourth and two. Um the opportunity was there. And all you, as a coach, all you can do is put your players in position to be successful. They're the ones that actually have to go out and do it. And when it all works, except the execution. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. We do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's so damn frustrating. I Who knows what happens in the second half, but if they go in...
1: 31-17. seventeen. Thirty one to seventeen yeah. instead
0: of twenty seven seventeen. I think it's a different it's a different ball game. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean those four points turned out to be pretty big. <laughs> yeah. Right? When you lose by four. You're right. You don't know what happens in the second half, but going in with a, a fourteen point lead, man, you're feeling it's feeling pretty different. darn good about yourself. Um yeah, that, that that connection to me has been disappointing. Goff and Reynolds. We've heard uh, you know, man, these guys great chemistry, right? Played with each other in LA and yeah. Um, we've seen it at times, you know, we certainly have, but recently, uh, it's just not working. It's not there, you know, we saw last week, uh, you know, the, the interception, I mean, it was not a great ball. It was still, you know, given it ch- Reynolds, a chance to, to make a play, He gets kind of spun around and it turns into an interception, right? We saw even against Minnesota, I remember going back, you yeah. know, a couple deep shots there that, Man, looked like they would have had a touchdown on one of them. Reynolds just never locates the ball. Yeah, it's like, gosh, that's a missed opportunity. <laughs> you look at the end of the first half, you know, well thrown ball right on his hands, drops it. And then obviously the fourth, uh, fourth down. I thought it was two two. It may have been a long, long long one. one. But um, you know that's an opportunity to give a guy one on one coverage to make a play. And was it a great ball? Eh, Probably not. But not on the fourth and one. But the goal line one was. But you're still yeah the four even the fourth and one. I'm saying at the end you got one on one coverage and and Reynolds still getting spun around, just having trouble locating that ball. So that's a connection for me that um, has just been disappointing. You know, especially when you talk about. Uh, DJ Chark being out, you know, the last three or four games and doesn't look like he's coming back anytime soon either. Uh, That's just a connection that hasn't been working. So people can argue about, you know, the fourth and one. And uh, they certainly tried to find something underneath. Um, Like we mentioned, I think your first option was covered. Second option was covered. Hey, take a chance downfield, 50-50 ball. See if we can make it. They do. The problem is they just haven't been making any of those, you know. And uh, that to me is a concern. That's something that I hope to see. Uh, you know, those two guys get on the same page again because if you're just, you know, not able to get the ball deep downfield, I mean, you're going to really make it hard on your offense to gain gain yards, sustain drives, and put points on the board. And even Jared Goff, I mean, you know, I've noticed something about his deep balls, and it's just they're not very accurate. You know, and and even going back to a play earlier in that game, I think it was the first quarter, you know, they called play-action shot, does a beautiful job stepping up, delivering the ball downfield to Cleef Raymond. I mean – Raymond's probably got eight yards on the safety, and it was like a 40 yard pass. We're not talking a 55, 60 yarder. And that's underthrown by three or four yards. Now Khalif's got to go down to the ground, make the catch at the five yard line instead of walking in the end zone. You know, not, now luckily they punch it in a couple plays later with a touchdown, but those are the plays where it's like it's still a missed opportunity. You know what I mean? Um, they're just not making it, man. And that's just. Uh, that's the disappointing thing for me is that, you know, and, and especially for the players, too. I mean, you grind so hard, you do your best to really try to take things day by day and game by game and week by week and not think about the records and just focus on the task at hand. But sooner or later, you know, when you're a one in six football team, um, it just starts to wear on you mentally, you know, and so that's going to be the challenge moving forward, in my opinion, not only from, you know, the veterans and the leaders on this team, but the coaching staff. You know, yeah. how do you keep these guys motivated? How do you keep these guys really dialed in every single day? You know, I think it's uh, it's a bigger challenge than, than, than they might even tell us.
0: And before we go, briefly, I do want to talk about two young guys. One, this is Josh Paschal's second game. Um, and I know in this game we didn't hear his name very much. Did you notice him uh, on the defensive line? Because uh, we noticed – Last week we talked about his influence on that game and the fact that he was able to make a few plays. Your thoughts on, on his second game?
1: Yeah, I didn't really notice anybody from the defensive line that stood out. You know, And I know Miami, um, they didn't run the ball a ton, especially early in the game. Now, I know they ended up with 26 carries. A lot of that came in the fourth quarter when they're – uh, you know, lions are trying to finally trying to play deep, not let your receivers burn you. Yeah. Um, I thought, you know, that's just that's a really tough offense to go against when you talk about defensive linemen, just because you see so many uh, RPOs, you see so many play action passes. I mean, just kind of thinking off the top of my head yesterday, you might have seen out of the, you know, thirty six passes that Tua drop back, you might have seen maybe six or seven true drop-back passes. You know, a lot of those came off the play-action game and the RPOs, which which is tough, you know, because a defensive lineman, your first job is to stop, stop the run. Um, Miami just does such a good job at that. So I wouldn't really, you know, I, I don't think there was any concern, you know, about the defensive line. Um they just didn't, you know, they just didn't have an impact. Um, and Pascal Hutchinson, I know had a quiet game. You know, the only two sacks they got, I thought the first one was a well designed blitz for Rodriguez coming untouched. Yeah. Second one we saw, I think, was Juju Hughes coming off the edge. So a couple uh, you know, timely blitzes that they called. Other than that, though, you know, th- did it feel like the D line got worked? Yeah. No. Uh, but it did it feel like they made a big enough impact uh, to slow that offense down, no. You know, I thought it was just kind of a very average game across the front.
0: And we get a forced turnover at the beginning of the game. Kirby Joseph, uh, you know, I know that uh, obviously the secondary didn't play well, but um, he did take a play out of your playbook when he took the field what the backflip
1: the backflip yeah <laughs> the, the, i think i, I think i the, remember uh, seeing a a, a a tj lang do that coming out of the uh that, the locker room that would have been an imposter because i probably would have bro- <laughs> <laughs> probably would have broken a hip or blown a knee out if i ever tried to do something like that that was impressive i didn't it see awesome. it live i didn't see it live i saw you know obviously i think it was social media or something somebody posted yeah. it like a pretty athletic kid you know yeah. now yeah. let's just go make some plays you know and he has i mean he, he shoot he forced to fumble last week he forced another fumble this week yeah. and you know, close to uh, close to getting another takeaway last week against Dallas as well. So, um, hard to take any positives out of that defensive yeah. side of the ball. You do have a lot of young players out there. You talk about four rookies that are starting for you. Um, talk about a number of you know other first, second, third year guys playing for you on defense. Um, you know, it's not an excuse. It just is what it is, man. Yeah. You got a young team. They're going to have their ups and downs. And unfortunately, yesterday we saw one of those uh, one of those downs from that defense.
0: Well, we'll talk to you later in the week. Thanks for listening to Necessary Roughness.